Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health podcast, the Medicinal Monday episode of the Alter Your Health podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Alter. And I'm Dr. Susanna Alter. And we are both naturopathic doctors who support you in optimizing your health and your life through the power of whole food, plant-based nutrition, as well as mind-body empowerment. And today we're talking about a topic that is near and dear to most people's hearts around the world, and that topic is coffee. Uh, The good, the bad, the ugly. Is it good? What are the benefits? What are the risks? We're going to be diving into some nitty-gritty physiology, nutritional biochemistry, and helping you understand how to optimize your relationship with coffee and caffeine. Yes. And, um, you know, before we dive into it, I just want to say, like with all things related to health and nutrition, what we're saying here is, you know, we're not saying you should do this or you should do that. We're really just presenting the information so that you can make the best decisions for yourself to thrive in this life. That's 100% true. And I think the the one criticism that we often get is, I don't know about these doctors, Benjamin and Susanna, they're awfully kind of extreme and, and rigid in, in what they advertise and promote. And, and really, you'd, you might be surprised to know that there's a lot of fluidity and flexibility in our personal day-to-day lives. We always just do our best based on the environment, resources, and state of mind that we're given moment to moment. And yeah, we like to be awesome and, and, you know, shoot for the stars, but Hey, you know, we're not perfect and we don't expect or add, or, uh, you know, I hope for you to have that expectation for yourself. Uh, that being said, it's helpful to understand the, the consequences of our choices and behaviors so that we can be more mindful and self honoring in our daily nutritional and lifestyle habits. Yes. So coffee, coffee, just right off the bat, I'd like to say that there are many whole food plant-based lifestylers out there who enjoy daily coffee. I mean, it is a, it is a plant-based food, right? It's, it's a hugely widely consumed plant on yes, planet Earth. It is. We'll just acknowledge maybe it's that. It's like the most consumed. I don't know what the stats are on that, but well, maybe before we 
before we get into anything, the the benefits, you know, the, the, the coffee is often often talked about as, as a healing beverage. And let's talk about why that might be. Well, there was one study that concluded that coffee is the highest source of antioxidants consumed and in a standard American sort of diet. So it is an antioxidative beverage. But from my perspective, when I hear that, that conclusion from that study, um, it's kind of sad. Coffee is the best source of antioxidants. Yes, it is a source of antioxidants, just like every other plant on planet Earth. Um, but there are so many other rich sources of antioxidants that don't come along with the potential negative, uh, you know, complications associated with especially chronic coffee consumption, mm -hmm. you know. So right off the bat, yeah, you know, uh, you know there's a lot of positive studies and a lot of positive literature having to do with, uh, you know, liver health and cardiovascular health, primarily due to the antioxidative phytonutrients in the coffee beans. Um, but maybe that's all it's got going for it, really. <laughs> you know, the antioxidant. focus. Oh, well, not to mention the, the drug. And that also is packed into the coffee bean, uh, the drug known as caffeine, which you know, it's, it's a drug because it's an exogenous molecule that creates, that shifts our physiology in, uh, in, in a kind of psychoactive as well as uh, a hormonally sort of way, hormone sort of way. Sorry, I'm fumbling for my words today. Um, so anyways, yeah. So the, the, the antioxidative nature of coffee and like the, you know, just gets you in the groove and it's like, you got your coffee buzz and you're going good and you're doing your homework. At least that was my relation. And maybe I'll just share briefly my relationship. Go with for coffee. It. Oh boy. I, I was like do or die coffee all the way. Um, and I definitely enjoyed, I would say only ever maybe a, through undergrad, I drank a lot of coffee, maybe like 10 cups a day. But then it. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Wow. Not all through undergrad, but I dated a barista, and uh, she, you know, she would make me free coffee and stuff, and it was really good. And, anyways, it tapered down to like one or two or three cups of coffee almost every single day. Probably maybe once a week or once every couple of weeks or once a month or something. I'd give myself a coffee break just to let myself know that, Hey, I'm not addicted to this stuff. And I, I was, I was fortunate to not have that physiologic sort of dependence. I wouldn't get any sort of headaches or anything crazy when I would give up coffee for a day. Uh, but it did start to interfere with some other chronic symptoms like digestive symptoms. And, and, and I would honestly say just like irritability, um, yeah. <laughs> Susanna's shaking her head. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I was actually reflecting as we were away the last few weeks. It was my three-year coffee-versary, <laughs> three-year anniversary of giving up coffee 100%. Um, and so anyways, it's in the rearview mirror. And let's face it, we've got our mushroom drink and matcha green tea that we like to enjoy. And yes, that's a source of caffeine. We'll get into that and coffee alternatives. Um, but anyways, the coffee topic is, you know, I've been there, done it. I know it. Yeah. Maybe not as much as a lot of you who might still be throwing back a pot or two a day. Um, but should we just shift right into some of the the consequences of that? 
sort Let's of uh, habit. Yeah. Cool. And really kind of the first on my list is to talk about really how chronic caffeine consumption can really have big effects on our circadian rhythm, really big effects on our adrenal health. And so, you know, we love to just, we, we tell our clients, if you have a sleep issue or an energy issue or also anxiety or, you know, feeling kind of like anxiety and stress all the time, really removing that caffeine could be one of the most beneficial things to really help. Because when we think about what caffeine does in the system, it essentially tells our adrenal glands to produce more cortisol. And cortisol, we all know it's known as the stress hormone. It mounts the physiological stress response in the body, increases heart rate, increases blood pressure, increases, you know, to, to, to get the body um, kind of, you know, in action. It also mobilizes uh, fuel in the form of breaking down glycogen to create more blood glucose, raising, raising our blood sugar so that we can have access to the fuel that our cells need to stay awake and stay alert. Yeah. So it makes us feel awake and alert and focused. And people love that feeling. Some people love that feeling. I, I never got into coffee because it was always I too did. much. I did. But over time, that, that chronic kind of the adrenal gland more and more and more cortisol that can actually tire out the adrenal glands leading to kind of more of a chronic fatigue picture but also it can totally disrupt the circadian rhythm because our body is our, our bodies love routine and rhythm and we are meant to actually have higher cortisol in the morning to help us feel awake and alert and you know mount the you know address the day's concerns or whatever and then Later on in the day, cortisol dips mm -hmm. and melatonin increases. And melatonin, we all know, helps us feel nice and sleepy and get ready for a restful night's sleep. Right. But so if we throw in coffee, that's just going to throw a wrench into the system. And a lot of people say, oh, but yeah, but, 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 yeah, but, but I just drink coffee in the morning when cortisol is going up. And it's no big deal because I stopped drinking coffee at like 11 or 12 and maybe just like two at the latest. Uh, but it's okay, right? You know? No, it's not okay to throw in that super physiologic surge of cortisol. It's still going to disrupt the normal natural circadian rhythm that the body intends to accomplish and maintain naturally by itself. Um, I would say, you know, sometimes I use this descriptor and I know you don't like this, but coffee is kind of like a medicine. It's kind of like a drug. And it, it, the effects of that drug is to raise cortisol. And there's, there might be reasons where we want to do that in a short, controlled sort of way. But like you were saying, when it comes to the chronic use of coffee, the, the coffee habit, it causes adrenal dysfunction, to put it kind of simply. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So, you know, gosh, I've seen so many situations where people have sleep issues and they say, yeah, but I'm not one of those people. I can drink, I can drink like an espresso right before I go to bed and I fall asleep easily. Well, you're, the then... rhythm, the rhythm is still out of whack. <laughs> it the is, rhythm. Yes. You got to take the, the, the hands off to allow the rhythm to come back into balance naturally and getting rid of coffee, also alcohol, which maybe we'll go into in another Medicinal Monday topic, but coffee and alcohol together are kind of like, you know, they're the bookends of the day for so many people, right? But they're also the two things that interfere with your normal natural balance of circadian rhythm. Um, so any sleep issues, any fatigue issues, 
any digestive issues, which is the, another, uh, you know, physiologic consequence of coffee consumption, uh, heartburn, et cetera. Um, any liver issues, even though coffee is associated with liver health because of those phytonutrients, those antioxidants, but caffeine, the caffeine molecule requires the, the liver detoxification detoxification pathways to break down and rid, get rid of from the body. Um, so anything on that in any of those levels, which is most of us, uh, and it's, of course, adrenal issues, which are fatigue issues, we got to consider shifting our relationship with coffee and maybe giving it up altogether. Um, so I kind of just threw a lot out there. Maybe we should dive in more to digestion sure do you want to not really it's, i don't, I think I don't it's, need to i don't need i don't think we need to i think it's important to just identify the the association between coffee and stomach issues hypochlorhydria maldigestion which leads to other downstream issues small intestinal bacterial overgrowth uh ibs constipation diarrhea malabsorption malnutrition these sort of things can be associated with the upstream effects of coffee, which I think GERD or reflux is such a coffin, co such a co common thing when mm -hmm. we're talking about coffee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And um, just also to put out there dehydration, of course. So, how can I not, how can I forget that? Well, it's fine. I'm, I'm here to fill in the gaps yeah, here. Thank you. And yeah, we all know that coffee is a strong diuretic. So it is a dehydrating beverage. And, you know, we always say that if someone were to drink a caffeinated beverage, they need to make up for that by drinking double the amount of water, essentially. So one cup of coffee, put two more, two cups of water in your body. Um, and again, it's so sad to think about people drink coffee in the morning, soda and energy drinks throughout the day, maybe a sip of water from a drinking fountain here and there, and then some wine or beer at night. And it's like all dehydrating beverages, zero hydration. Your body requires hydration, obviously. You know that. Yeah, and we could talk about hydration for literally a week. Yeah. But we don't have time for that here. But of just course. remember, hydration is extremely important. It's one of the uh, seven bricks that create the foundation of health. Yeah. It's an important one. Yeah. So should we talk about things that people might do in place of coffee? Yeah. Or are, have we made it to that? I mean, I don't see any questions in the chat. Uh, on the live stream. Um, so maybe things that we could do in place of coffee, because we love the ritual of sitting down with a warm drink and smelling it and tasting it and enjoying it. And I mentioned the mushroom drink, which has become quite the, uh, the, the drink for, for us in the morning, but also for a lot of people in the plant-based stress-free community and Thrive on Plants community, a lot of people like the mushroom drink. It's kind of a hit. So what is the mushroom drink? Well, mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms, there's all sorts of products out there that you can buy and dissolve in water. We have kind of our preference, the, the real mushrooms, which are more pure extracts and not myceliated grain. So you're getting more of the medicinal compounds in those mushrooms, such as uh, reishi and turkey tail and uh, shiitake and maitake and cordyceps and, you know, uh, all those things, right? You know, maybe you've heard about those, maybe you haven't, but um, we can link to another podcast episode where we're talking about these medicinal mushrooms. So you put some, some of that mushroom powder, like a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon, depending on the strength, depending on what you're kind of going after. 
And then you put in a tablespoon of hemp seeds, right? For the milkiness, it's kind of like a latte that we're going for here. And a date or two, depending on the size and sweetness that you're going for. So some people say, oh, I shared this recipe with someone and someone's like, this is a smoothie. And I'm like, it's the mushroom drink. But yeah, there's some solid elements in the drink that get whipped up and it it's frothy and oh, thick and delicious. Frothy and delicious. So, and then we like to make the cocoa mocha sort of thing. So we put, what is it, like half a tablespoon, a teaspoon to two per serving um, of cacao powder. And then there's all sorts of other things that you can play with, such as the herbs and spices like cinnamon or cardamom or ginger, as well as maca, another medicinal herb that is super delicious and has a lot of benefits and yeah it's it's cool and we like to also put in shilaji which is uh, a resin from the earth that is extremely mineral rich and healing um so did i miss anything no that's it. okay cool um or maybe you can also uh thicken it up with some oats oh, that yeah. you blend in there as well you can do the oat milk or you know yeah so anyway and then there's matcha it's a favorite and, and yeah for, and, and green tea even black tea is a great step for people to take when they're coming off of caffeine, especially for those who are kind of more physiologically dependent. Um, so uh, green tea and black tea has a little bit of caffeine, maybe like a 10th to a 20th as much as a cup of coffee. Uh, but in addition to the caffeine, of course, we know that green tea has tons of phytonutrients um, and a compound known as lysine, which has some uh, neurotransmitter effects and adrenal effects that essentially kind of bring the body into balance endocrinologically and neurotransmitterly, psychoactively. Um, sorry, don't get to have the words today. Um, so the lysine kind of balances the effects of the caffeine. And people who drink green tea or black tea even kind of experience that. They don't feel like the the buzz of the coffee. That's because we got kind of a little bit of activation of the adrenals through the little bit of caffeine, but then we're kind of grounded and balanced with the lysine. And then there's, of course, all the other antioxidative phytonutrients, the EGCG of green tea and everything like that. Um, so that's a good warm beverage as well. Yeah. So we, we enjoy a little bit of matcha whisked in hot water with some honey. That's lovely. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, one other, one other topic we could cover here is coming off of coffee. Cause that's a big thing for a lot of people. They might ask, should I do a cold Turkey? Should I wean myself off gradually? And what we've witnessed with the people we've worked with is that it depends on what feels best for you. Mm -hmm. Generally, if people go cold turkey and they're really good about hydration, they may have that withdrawal headache for one to two days or so, but then after that, they're in the clear. Um, some people might experience, if they do experience a more drawn out withdrawal uh, headache experience, then I think it's not about bring in something like that, a little bit of caffeine to, to help um, ease along that process. Some yeah, people so we've got we've got some inspiring comments in the chat about getting off of coffee and feeling great. And uh, Deb, I, I imagine that you're feeling more energy 
like, you know, you said that you got off, you were inspired through the energy challenge to get off of coffee. And it's, it's interesting because we think like, oh, well, coffee gives me energy. Of course, I'm gonna, if I'm feeling fatigued, I'm going to drink coffee. But don't you want to be connected with your natural energy, not this kind of like exogenous surge um, that, that your body receives when you drink a cup of coffee? So mm-hmm. glad you're feeling that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, did, were you on another train of thought? Well, no, I just wanted to say for some people, they might want to start off by just, you know, gradually decreasing the amount of coffee they take and um, going very, yeah, going very gradually replacing, um, you know, if they were doing five cups a day, maybe doing three cups a day and replacing the other two with tea or something like that. You know, you can create your own journey. Um, But hydration is super key for whatever route you take. So always remember that. And I just uh, also reminded by a comment here, the the what about decaf question, the mm-hmm. what about decaf and decaf, of course, has much less caffeine in it than regular caffeinated coffee. Um, however, a lot of decaf coffee, from my understanding, I'm not an expert on the topic, but I know a lot of the decaffeinated processing of the coffee includes lots of chemicals, making the decaf coffee beverage kind of like a toxic brew, a toxic beverage. Um, So there is uh, the Swiss water extraction of coffee, which extracts the the caffeine in some other way. Once again, I'm not an expert on the topic, but if we are going to drink decaf, I think we want to definitely go for that. But we have to also understand that the decaf coffee still has some dehydrating effects. And it's, it's, obviously a step in the right direction. Um, We're all about shifting our relationship with food and beverages a hundred percent and creating and creating new, new habits that actually serve us optimally. Um, But I think that people can, if they're mindful and getting good sourced organic Swiss processed uh, decaf coffee, they can probably enjoy it from time to time and be absolutely a okay. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think absolutely co- the like nutsh- in a nutshell, coffee is not a, a hydrating beverage, right? It's a dehydrating beverage. And as such, it has some, some physiologic effects that we want to avoid. So really when we're getting off of caffeine, we want to flood the system with optimal hydration. That is so helpful. Whether or not we're getting off of caffeine or not, if we have anything going on, one of the easiest low-hanging fruits that we can go for is just boosting hydration. Yeah. But so, and actually on that note too, um, you know, I just wanted to share what we personally do, you know, when people are thinking about kind of creating new habits. And also we talked about how great it feels when the energy you feel in your body, you know, is your authentic energy, right? So a lot of people have this association of waking up and stumbling to the coffee, you know, stumbling to the coffee maker and getting their cup of coffee. And then they're like, okay, now I'm awake. What we do in the morning is drink some warm lemon water. Warm lemon water is the new coffee. I'm telling you, mark my words. It's going to be worldwide sensation by 2022. So buy stock in lemons. Look out (laughs) Starbucks. Here we come. Warm Um, lemon water. But, but this is lovely because it actually wakes up your digestive system. It's super hydrating. Start the day with in a good hydrated state. That's going to help. Alkalinizing. The other thing, uh, coffee is acidifying. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's going to help uh, produce more authentic energy. And then we have our mushroom drink a little bit later when we have our breakfast. Yeah. So. All right, everyone. Well, yeah. thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for staying, getting curious about this coffee conversation. If you have any questions, comments, feel free to leave them in the chat and um, rooting you on if you're thinking about getting to more of that natural innate energy and less of that artificial exogenous stuff. Um, you can do it. So thanks for being with us. We look forward to seeing you guys next time. Bye Peace for and now. love.